Welcome to the week two LA City section baseball video. Connor Morissette and Alex Scar. Alex, you logged a lot of miles last week checking out baseball takeaways. We'll get into everything that you saw, top 10, all that good stuff. But weather's nice, no more rain. Baseball is back. Baseball season, baby. I'm wearing shorts, but you can't tell. <laughs> Movie magic. It's the best time of the year. Like you mentioned, I logged some miles. Yeah. I took an El Camino Real in Pauly. I saw San Pedro and San Fernando. A lot of good baseball still left to be played, but we're getting started on the right foot. A lot of good games, a lot of things to talk about. So like I said, we have our top 10. Who are some teams who just missed the cut this week? Granada Hills and Taft come to mind. Yeah, so for me, it's Granada Hills, it's Taft. And then like we talked about last week, it's Silmar. Granada Hills went 2-0-1 on the week. They had a 4-1 win over Verdugo Hills. Drew Weinberg, he had five innings up, got the win. Burt Prado went two for two, had a homer, had a double, couple RBIs. They got a tough schedule here this week. They get Crescenta Valley, they get Pasadena, and they get Glendale. So we're kind of getting get an idea of what Granada Hills has going forward. And then you talk about Taft. Slow down on Taft. We haven't talked a ton about them, but they're 10-4. and four. They swept a doubleheader against Dorsey, beat them by a combined yeah, score, 37-3. So, hey, they play in a, in a hitter's park. They got a short porch, but Taft, they're playing some really good baseball. Then we mentioned Silmar. Silmar doing what they got to do. They had a 2-1 win over that same Taft team. Enrique Espinosa had seven innings, seven hits, just gave up seven hits, a run, and five Ks. So all three of these teams, they're playing some good baseball just on the cusp of our top ten. Yep, so teams on our radar for sure. Into the top ten, Banning, kind of a tough week for the Pilots. They uh, lost to Cerritos, San Fernando, and then they tied Garfield. Do you think they're going to struggle in the Marine League? Is this kind of plunge indicative of who they are? Do you think they can bounce back? Yeah, so for me, when I was looking at the standings and looking at these couple of results, something came to my mind and I thought maybe the Marine League, it's a two-team race, a two-horse race between Carson and San Pedro Banning. They've got Anthony Hoya, but like but we talked young. about. It's a young group. It's a young team and so many of the same questions with some of these young teams keep cropping up. Can you hit the baseball? Can you score runs? And who's the number two? And right now, those are two glaring questions for Banning. A 0-0 tie against a Garfield team that you should have beaten, that's concerning for me. Yeah, and they're 4-5-1 and one on the year. One of the only teams in the top 10 under 500. At number 9, San Fernando. So they beat Banning like we just talked about. Struggled against San Pedro, though, a game you were at 12-4. Matt Dodd is the name to know for San Fernando, although he struggled in that game against San Pedro. Yeah, he's their number one guy. He's more of a hitter, not quite a pitcher. He sits in the mid-80s with a fastball. A little he's a good athlete. Good athlete, can really swing the stick. His fastball's straight, it's hittable, and his breaking ball, if he's not throwing it for a strike, San Pedro really got after it. They waited for him to throw that fastball in the zone, and they punished him. They chased him out, and I think in the fourth or fifth inning, they got him out of that ball game. So if Matt Dodd's not on, San Fernando's going to struggle. Their bullpen's not certainly deep, and I'm not impressed with that offense. San Fernando, that league is very winnable. The Valley Mission League, it's pretty much just Silmar. Kennedy's rebuilding like we've talked about before. So San Fernando, the path is ahead of them to win that league title, but there are some questions to answer, most notably, who gets the ball when Matt's not on? And they just didn't answer that against San Pedro. At eight, Carson, huge win, 10 nothing yeah. over Cleveland. You were there, Jaja Bellinger was the story in that game, had some nice hits, was the starting pitcher, really performed well. And you know, 10 nothing. that's not a seven inning game. Once you get to 10 after, what is it, five and a half, five, yeah. it's over. So <clears throat> impressive from Carson. The reason Cleveland is still ahead of them is because in this game, 
it wasn't a usual suspect yeah. who started the game and kind of just wanted to forget for Cleveland, but you got to give Carson a lot of credit. That's a really good win. Yeah, and what did we talk about last week when we were mentioning the San Pedro and the Palisades deal? You got to beat their best. And we didn't think that Carson necessarily beat Cleveland's best. Chris Lozano's the guy over there at Cleveland. He didn't pitch against Carson. Now a 10-0 win. That's nothing to seize at. Dylan Lena had three RBIs. The kid almost went yard, actually threw the bat, gave a little bat flip, <laughs> pimped it, ended up being a stand-up double just off the wall. But Lena's a freshman. He had three RBIs in that game. Juan Camarena, maybe the best hitting yeah. catcher, aside from Johnny Tincher, maybe the best hitting catcher in the city section. Camarena had three RBIs. So Carson's in a great spot. Just because they beat Cleveland 10-0 doesn't mean I necessarily think that they should leap all the way up into the top five, but they're certainly going to get there if they play this kind of baseball. At number seven, Pauly, 3-5-1. and one. <clears throat> But don't let that record fool you. They have some really close losses, including one to El Camino Real, one nothing in nine innings. And they lost a tough one to uh, San Pedro as well. So two really close one-run games. And I think in that East Valley League, you're looking at Pauly and then kind of a drop, Verdugo Hills and then Grand and some other teams. But it, that's certainly going to be a winnable league for them. And uh, they're challenging themselves in the non-league, coming up a little bit short. But you love to see teams challenge themselves. And... Uh, you were there against El Camino Real, just couldn't get the bats going. Yeah, Elias Calavis, man, that's a tough couple of games I've seen him pitch. Yeah. He's gone into extra innings, and they've lost Great one nothing. The kid is throwing the ball really, really well right now. Unfortunately, the run support is just not quite there, but they have a week until they get to play Cleveland this Saturday. So it seems like maybe if they get a little bit of rest, the bats, listen, the bats are always the last thing to come in a season. Guys can prepare their arms, and usually you're going to see a lot of dominant outings from some of these pitching staffs. It's the lineups. It's the guys, can you get the sticks going? That usually takes a little bit of time. I think Paulie's going to be a pretty darn good baseball team. But right now, Elias Galavis, he's got to be sitting there in the dugout thinking, man, just score one run. I got the rest. Just give me a run. Maybe two if I'm lucky. Just give me something. I think Paulie's in a good spot. Now we'll get into the two teams who we think can really challenge some of these West Valley League teams come playoff time. First, it's San Pedro off to a 9-1 start. The team just keeps winning. They beat Norwalk, San Fernando, and Garfield last week. Anthony Scognamillo has been really great. He's their number one. And uh, they've even beaten Palisades, who is ahead of them, and we talked about why that was the case last week. But San Pedro and Pali, those are two teams who we think have a really great opportunity to make it a non all open division West Valley League semifinal. I, I like some of these teams' chances, and San Pedro, they cannot stop winning right now. Yeah, they're 9-1. and one. This team is no joke. They've won five straight, and in those games, the run differential, 35-9. to nine. So it's a complete effort. And you mentioned Anthony Scognamillo. He's pitching really, really well right now. He's got a low to mid-80s fastball. He can throw the curveball for a strike. He's confident throwing in it in any count. He'll throw it 3-2. He doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what count he's in. He's confident with that breaking ball and the sticks, man. The sticks are alive for San Pedro. What I just get done saying about Pauly, sticks yeah. take a while. It takes a little bit of time. They have come out the gates absolutely mashing. Josh Duarte is hitting the ball really well right now. Jake Harper and Kane Lusich. He's a sophomore shortstop. I saw him come in and close the game against San Fernando. Kid throws hard. So it looks like they have a couple extra pieces. Dylan Kordick, I think, hit a couple of triples against San Fernando. So this is a really, really good team. And after the Salesian game, they're playing Salesian this week. I think that's a toss-up. That's going to go either way. I don't know if they're going to win or lose that game. But I don't see them losing another game until maybe they play Banning when league play really gets started the first week of April. So I think they can go 3 or 4-0 oh in that span. And it looks like Carson will be there in the Marine League and then San Pedro. Those games are going to be must-see TV yeah. for oh, us. Oh, baby. Yeah, so I can't wait to see that. That will be great Marine League action when league play begins. Five pally, like we said, 9-2. and two. Five wins in a row. The story for them, the pitching. The pitching mm -hmm. has been so, so good. The question is, 
Can the bats wake up like it is with so many teams? San Pedro, the bats have woken up. The pitching is kind of more of a question mark on that side for Pally. They got three horses. Can the bats come alive? That's the question. Well, five straight wins. You want to hear something crazy? They've allowed one run in the last 20 innings. 20 innings of baseball. They've allowed one run. Lucas Bronze pitched really well. He went six and two-thirds, gave up just two hits, struck out 12 in a win over Roosevelt. And then the other guy you mentioned, Wyatt Longcar, he went five, gave up four hits, struck out 10 against Marshall. So these teams are rolling right now. We talk about San Pedro and the sticks. Palisades and the arms. I want these teams to play again because they played earlier in February. I'm not really going to read too much into that ball game. I think both of these teams, they're 5-5B five and five B right now. Both of these teams are really, really good, but I like the legs of Palisades. I like the arms. We talk about Will Kokiard hitting bombs. He hasn't even stepped on the mound yet, and he's going to be another dynamic arm yep. to add to that staff for Pally. So a really, really good team going forward. And we were at Pally a couple weeks back. You can just tell there's something special going on with that yeah. team. They know they have a chance to accomplish something. Really, really impressive. So we'll see if they're able to do that. For Cleveland, like we said with that Carson game, tough 10-0 loss, but responded nicely with a 5-2 win over Burbank on Saturday. You still really like this team, though, Alex, even though they had kind of one bad game this past week. Still high on Cleveland? Yeah, still high on Cleveland. Chris Lozano, like I mentioned, he's their guy. He had a complete game, just gave up two, struck out eight in that win over Burbank. Dustin Aubrey went two for three. And maybe the best third baseman in the city section, Alec Garcia, had a two-RBI double. Look, Cleveland is a program. They brought some staff over from Crespi. They're turning things into more of a complete program over there at Cleveland. Don't forget last year they were league winners. They kind of took the team by storm. This is a team full of sophomores, now they're juniors. So it's teaching these kids how to play varsity baseball, how to show up and grind every day. Look, the staff over there, they've got signs for every single game. They're changing things. They want to keep guys engaged. This is going to be a really, really good team. The game against Carson, things just weren't going their way. Balls were finding gaps, balls were finding holes. And when the guy, when Cleveland was hitting the baseball, it was right at somebody. Sometimes that's just how it goes. But Cleveland, they're in a very good spot. I'm still real high on them. At number three, we have Chatsworth, 5-3-1. They beat Carter 4-3 on Saturday. In that game, we had a complete game from Alonzo Castellanos and D.H. Ryan Petruzadis went 3-4 for four and had an RBI. Consistency, that's really been the case with Chatsworth since we started this thing in Los Angeles. Yeah. Consistent team last year, consistent again this year. Look for them to stick in that number three spot for a long time. And, uh, you know, they win games. They're, they're doing a nice job. Yeah, but the key to consistency is playing games. you got to get into games, and you got to play they them. a big week this week. Chatsworth slowly starting to ramp up. They had a decent month of February, but the starts of March, it's been very quiet. Haven't played a ton of baseball. Gabe Achacaro hasn't started a ball game since Thousand Oaks at, uh, I think it was what, February 23rd, right? So they're slowly starting to ramp things back up. But like you mentioned, a big week. they got Sierra Canyon and Downey this week. And then, of course, league play starts in just a week after yeah. that. So it's really going to start ramping up here for Chatsworth. Question is, can they hits. Devon Gomez comes back. Are they going to be able to replace the bat of Alex Malone, Miguel Marin? Maybe those guys are, are a little bit too big of a hole to fill, but there's still some talented baseball players on that team. And like we saw last year, Connor, league play, all bets are off, man. It's a wild yeah, card. Especially in that West Valley League. At number two, El Camino Real, 5-4-1. They beat Pasadena. They also beat Pauly in that 1-0 nine-inning game. Lost to West Ranch last week, so big week for the Conquistadors. Cole Kitchen has had a great start to the year. Great <laughs> pitcher. Ever. Yeah, great hitter. We'll talk about him in more detail in a little bit about uh, his pitching, how much of a machine he's been. But uh, El Camino Real, man, 5-4-1. You love to see him play West Ranch, challenge themselves. Uh, came up a little short, but... It's a good team. They'll be there at the end of the year, just like last year. Yeah, we talked about it at the beginning. I think our first show I mentioned, are we going to see El Camino Real in Birmingham at Dodger Stadium again? I'm still sticking with it. I think I might say it every single nothing's show. Nothing's changed since yeah, nothing, uh, last week. All right. Nothing's really changed. El Camino's got a really good squad over there, and we talk about Cole Kitchen. Spoiler alert, he's going to be our king of Ks in the next segment. 
But talking about him, ruin the surprise. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Everybody that wasn't expecting it, the kid struck out 11 in just six and two thirds innings pitched. I could have sworn it was seven and two thirds. I thought I saw him in the eighth inning, but no. In fact, he struck out 11 before even getting out of that seventh inning. Struck out 11 in that six and two thirds. My question with Cole was he a pitcher or was he just a thrower? That was kind of the the. The talk about him was that he wasn't really a pitcher. He didn't have the finesse. I watched him against Pauly. Throws that front door slider for a strike, pounds his own with a fastball. I came away really impressed. I kind of changed my mind. I did hear a lot about the thrower, not a pitcher mentality, but that kid can pound the zone. He can get guys out. Fantastic start for the season for Elko. And Birmingham stays at number one. Had a tough loss on Saturday to Arcadia, but they're one of the best teams in the state. And it was a close one, 4-1, beat St. Bonaventure. So Alex, we asked this question, or I asked this question to you last week. I'll ask it again. Do you think Birmingham and El Camino Real, what's the gap between them and the rest of this top ten? Because it's last week we kind of discussed how they're pretty far apart from a lot of these teams. Do you still feel that way? Well, I believe there's tiers to our top yeah. ten. And I think the top tier, it's Birmingham and it's El, it's El Camino Real. I yeah. think some of these other teams, if it's a Palisades or a San Pedro, I'm not going to say they can't make the leap up because I watch them dominate on both sides of the baseball. But for right now, both of these teams, I think, just a bit of a step ahead from the rest of the top ten. And talking about Birmingham, they lost to Arcadia 4-1. to And remember, Johnny Tincher's been out for a little bit. He's right. going to Washington, a great catcher, really one of the best players in the city. And to not have him is probably hurt for sure. Yeah, I think I might have seen him get hurt. I saw him get yeah, hurt. Yeah, I remember he, that. It was a ball at the plate. He was basically trying to prevent the ball from going past him, went down, blocked it, Simi Valley guy came, knocked into him, hurt his leg, tried to run, you know, run it out, couldn't yeah. quite do it, so he's been out for a couple of weeks. Eric Rivas has been out with a concussion for a couple of weeks, so they're missing him. Remember, Arcadia's- Two big pieces. Right, and Arcadia's undefeated, and they hung with them 4-1. I think last year, if I remember correctly, they lost to them also, and they were undefeated at the same time. So they're continuing to put pressure on themselves, trying to play the best kind of baseball at full strength, Birmingham's the best team in the city right now. But the question still remains who gets the ball when Burt doesn't pitch, who's going to get the big hit. Yeah, can They're they not stay scoring healthy, a ton yeah. of runs. Can they stay healthy? All of these questions still continue to crop up for the best team here in the city. But all things being equal in a vacuum, Birmingham's a damn good team. I agree with you. There's the top ten. You mentioned the King of K segment, Cole Kitchen. Spoiled it. I spoiled it. In that game against Pauly. In terms of guys who pitch and hit, is he the best? Yeah, him and Burt. Him okay. and Burt Garcia, really impressed. Burt hits four. I mean, Burt on days he starts, right. hits cleanup. So right. he, he's one of the best two-way players. But Cole Kitchen, his defensive abilities in the outfield, I watch him make a nice sliding catch against Pauly, and then dominates on the mound and has a knack for a big two-RBI knock when there are two outs. Cole's a really, really good kid. He's going to Santa Clara next year, a really dynamic player. And I got to give some credit to Parker Tuzinski. He's the yeah. catcher back there. Parker's able to kind of guide these young pitchers. I mean, Adam Christopher, I think, struck out 12 the game after when they played Pasadena. So Parker knows how to set hitters up. He can read tendencies. He pays attention to lineups. He knows how to make sure to sequence to hitters if they're getting familiar with the fastball. Hey, let's throw a curveball first pitch. Let's jump ahead. So shout out to Parker because these pitch pitchers here for El Camino Real, they are on a roll right now. Yeah, Cole Kitchen is doing a great job. We'll see if he can keep it going. I'm sure he will be oh, able I to. Oh, I believe yeah. it. He's had a great start, and uh, El Camino Real is rolling. Let's finish up here with some games that you're paying attention to this week. A lot of tournaments coming up in Southern California before league play begins. Saturday is going to be a big day, but 
you know, Chatsworth is finally getting things going a yep. little bit. We're going to see a lot of action this week. What are you excited for? Yeah, the Babe Herman tournament's getting started all over Southern California. Some particular city games I've got in mind. Panorama plays Silmar. That's on Wednesday. The only reason I'm interested, if Enrique Espinosa pitches, I would just like to see him carve him up. I'd like to see him get through complete game, maybe six innings, strike out seven or eight. Just have a nice, efficient outing. Put the ball on the ground. Let your defense make plays. And then on Friday, we've got North Hollywood and Verdugo Hills to kind of get some Eastern League action going, or East Valley League action going. And then Saturday, you mentioned it, two heavyweight matchups. Pauly at Cleveland on Saturday. Big game. You want to go to that? I think that'd be a ton yeah. of fun. We should go to that game. We'll see you there. Yeah, do a little uh, show afterwards. But Pauly at Cleveland on Saturday, and then San Fernando at Taft also on Saturday. We mentioned at the top, teams just out of our top 10, Taft was one of them. Hey, if they beat San Fernando, does Taft leap into that top 10? I think it's going to be a real tasty matchup for the Toreadors. I agree. That's the week two LA City section baseball video. He's Alex Gar. I'm Connor Morissette. Got our big bulky notebooks here. Colliding. <laughs> Alex made the upgrade this week. We will see you Saturday at Cleveland. We'll be covering a bunch of games this week as well, but we'll be back next week uh, for that show there. See you next time.